particular bomb is set off, the heat is so intense from the bomb that it wipes out everything in its past. For miles, people will die just from the shock of a nuclear bomb. And they call that ground zero. There is nothing living in that area. And sometimes we have to hit our ground zero where we go, Lord, I'm done. There's nothing left that I can do within myself. I've tried to do it all by myself, and I just can't do it. There's nothing that you can do, but you have to rely on God. You have to let go and let God do it. But the heat is so intense that it will create wildfires for miles and miles around where that place had happened. And sometimes God will let us come to a desert place where we, we think it's so dry. We just, we just feel so empty. But if God can get you to empty out, then that's when he can fill you with his spirit. When you're no longer full of yourself and you're, you're just empty, that's when you're a vessel that can be used by God. There's a saying that says, give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. Right? There's another saying that says, build a man a fire, he'll be warm for a day. Set a man on fire, he'll be, he'll be warm the rest of his life. Right? But that's what we're looking for, is I'm saying, Lord, set me on fire tonight. We've seen all of these preachers go before us. We've seen all the, 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 the servants of God go on before us, and they were on fire for God. And they were plowing, and they were moving this church on from generation to generation. And I'm saying, Lord, it is that same fire that I want on the inside of me, burning within me tonight. Because I'm not looking to live my own life, but I am looking to die out. I'm looking to catch fire for God, and I'm looking to pass this on. I believe we're living in a rapture time. If there's a generation when the rapture is going to come, it's going to be our generation. Brother Branham preached messages, and he said this Laodicean age is the shortest age that is there. Well, the Ephesian age is the same. If we, if we took the same length of time, that's 2023. Well, I'm not preaching any doctrines, but I'm saying we're getting close. That the rapture is right here. We need to get ourselves ready. We need to pour ourselves out to God and, and really fully surrender. We can't be like Samson and just give him our body, but we need to give him our body, our soul, and our spirit. We need to give God everything that we've got. We can't just give him the church side of us, and then our personal side is over here. No. But we're looking for God to encompass the entirety of our being, body, soul, and spirit. Brother Branham said, you get one man set on fire for God, and he can change an entire city. Wow. One man fully surrendered to God, and he can change a city. Imagine what a church like this can do for Bellingham. Because I'm not putting this message off for somebody else, but I'm saying this message is for me here tonight. I'm not waiting for the meetings next week. I'm not waiting for another special meeting. I, I am taking this word for me tonight and saying this word can quicken me tonight to where I can make a difference in this city. Hallelujah. This healing is here for me tonight. It's not for somebody else in some other age. But it's here for us tonight. I think it was our brother. We were out on Friday night talking about how, how some brothers down south, they've got these heat-seeking cameras. 
and they use it for deer hunting. You shoot a deer and they can't find it. They bring in these heat-seeking, right? They bring in these heat-seeking drones. And they can find the deer because it's got heat. And they can find it in the dark. It doesn't matter. In the woods. But they can find the heat source right there. Well, I believe God's up in heaven right now looking down with his heat-seeking glasses. And he's looking down on the church and he's looking... He's looking for some fire in his church. Amen. He's looking for somebody that's got some heat coming out of them. Not a cold, formal church. Listen, I, I grew up in a message church that was cold and formal. And like our brother said, you can haul out 16 before you figure out who the real dead one is. That's not a real church. But we're looking for a living church. A church that hasn't forgot what the supernatural is. A church that has the supernatural that is living in the church. Because that's God moving in the church. It's God that's doing the healing. It's God that works those gifts. Oh, but we get to verse 10. And the king of Israel just decides, you know what? I'm going to have a pity party. All these kings. It says the king of Israel, alas, oh poor me. The Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. It's God's will that I am sick. It's God's will that I have all these infirmities. It's God's will that my children run out into the... Well, a couple verses later, the king tells the prophet that, and he goes, you know what? I am so sick and tired of you. If it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look at you. Oh, poor me. Nobody understands what I'm going through. God's put these inflictions on me. He's just having himself a, a big pity party. Isn't that right? We get that in church all the time. People love to complain in church. I'm sure Brother John and the, the pastor brothers here know that more than anybody. We went to a, <laughs> we went to a church... And we learned that the women have to set their Bible on the floor because there's no shelf in the, in the bathroom. And we thought, hey, we, could build a, we can build a shelf in the bathroom for the women so they can put their Bible on the shelf. And they don't have to put it on that nasty floor. Wouldn't that be a good thing, Brother John? Yeah. You would think the women would love that. Yes. Yeah. Women complained about a shelf going in the bathroom. The church loves to complain. But see, if you get hung up on little things like that, if you're looking for things to criticize in the church, you're going to find things to criticize in the church. But if you're looking for God in the church, then we'll start seeing God in the church. Because our prophet said, and I'm getting ahead of myself, the ever-present water from the rock, God has never left his church. But we have left God. So if you come looking to criticize, then you can find things to criticize. I'll get my words mixed up backwards. I'll say something wrong, whatever. But you need to take what I'm trying to say. You've got to take the message of what we're trying to say and not criticize what's going on. Right? That's it. Amen. Right? Oh, God, God, it's God's will that I just uh, struggle with all of these things. Well, Jehoshaphat knew a little better than that. Yeah. 
because he's listening to all this complaining, and he says in verse 11, he says, well, is there not a prophet in the land? Is there not a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? You've been telling me what God's will is, but I think I'd rather take the prophet's word on what God's will is. You might be trying to tell me what you think God wants out of your life, but I know what the prophet said about my life. And the prophet said there will be a bride. And if the prophet said that there will be a bride, then somebody, if the prophet said it, then somebody is going to fulfill that prophecy. And I say, why not me? Why not us, church? If somebody is going to fulfill that prophecy, why not us? Let's be that somebody. Amen. But Brother Branham says they're now in a desert place. They're looking for help. They turn to God, and he goes, what a time to turn to God when you're in the desert. They should have turned to him before, but we do that so many times as human beings. You know, when we're up on the, on the mountaintop, everything's good. I got this. Man, I am such a good Christian. You know, I look good. Life is good. You get down in the valley and things change. I'm just so thankful that we have the mercy of Jesus Christ. And he doesn't look down on us and say, you're in the valley, I'm just going to leave you there. You thought you were so good on the mountain, what now? But he doesn't have that attitude. He has mercy for us every morning. You go down to verse 15. And they find the prophet, and he says, bring me a minstrel. And there's people that love to complain about having music in the church. They say, oh, you know, Brother Solomon, I don't like Brother Solomon because he's got such a majestic beard. <laughs> I just don't like the way he sings, the way he, he's, he does this. You better be careful. Yes. You better be careful. Yes. You start to criticize offices in the church, you better be careful. Yes, Because right. Brother Solomon has a work to do. Yes, He's right. like the minstrel that's going on right here. The, the, the prophet called for the minstrel to come. And he said, let music begin to play because it creates an atmosphere in church. Right? It creates an atmosphere that gets our soil prepared to receive the seed. And then after church... He's creating an atmosphere that we might be able to grow. And Brother Branham said, you better be careful. Because if you're sitting there, and we have a, a, a healing service like we did this morning, and you're sitting there criticizing any of the brethren in church, Brother Branham said, you can be responsible for somebody not receiving their healing. Because you're trying to sit there in the back and criticize what somebody else is doing because you don't like it. Well, guess what? God doesn't care what your opinion is. We have plenty of opinions in the church. But God is trying to do a work. And he's using Brother Solomon to bring the songs on. And you go over there criticizing Brother Solomon. Or, or, or one, of the, one of the pastors is preaching and you just don't like the way he's dressed. Or his tie's crooked or whatever. You better be careful what you're criticizing. But we're here as a team. Amen. We're supposed to be the body of Christ. We're supposed to be working together. Amen. We, don't, we don't have time to criticize. Yeah, that's right. We ought to be just done with that right now. 
If that's something that the devil's been hammering on you on and you just love to criticize, let's just quit that right now. Let's kick that devil out that open door right there. Because we don't have time for that. The rapture's coming. We need godly love. Brother Branham in the, in the message was telling us, he said, those people that were in Israel, they were getting ready to come out of Exodus. Because really, if we back up, that's where this story starts. Is the Israelites are coming out of Exodus. They're coming out of Egypt. And they're getting their hearts ready. And Brother Branham said, if you start criticizing in church, or you start complaining in church, then you're not ready to take that trip. He said, you're not ready yet. But they come out of Egypt. And they, start, they run out of water. And they start complaining to Moses. Oh, Moses, you just brought us out here to die. I'm sure glad that God has a lot of mercy for us. I always, I always wondered, how could the children of Israel have these ten plagues come and it's not on them? Type of justification. Brother, how it's so rosy and, and comfy when you first come to the Lord. That's justification. None of those plagues touched Israel. They come across the, the, the sea. And then the trials come, the sanctification process, and they go, I'm out. Uh, I just want the justification. I don't want the sanctification. Uh-huh. Right? And so Moses goes to the Lord, and he says, what should I do? And he said, smite the rock. And, and the prophet comes and says, Moses smote the rock, and water gushed out. And that water followed Israel. In 1 Corinthians 10, you can find it. And, and I don't know how I listened to all these messages and didn't realize that until just the other day. That that water from the rock followed Israel. The same water that delivered them from that, from that desert place was following them. And Brother Branham said, but they backslid and they left the rock. They left the water. The water was still there, but they had left it. And now we see years and years later, the Israelites are coming back. And they're in a desert place. And they did not realize that the desert place that they're standing in right now, that God had never left. That water was still there. But it took a prophet to come down and say, let's start digging some ditches. Let's start getting some of this worldly stuff out of the church. Let's start getting these grudges out of the church. Let's start getting this complaining out of the church. Let's start getting all these funny feelings out of the church. It's time to start digging. And he said dig some ditches. He didn't say dig some potholes. But sometimes that's how we prepare for church, isn't it? Sunday morning we throw on our suit and tie and we're on our way to church. We turn on the Christian station on the radio. Right? Creating an atmosphere. I'm such a spiritual person. Then right after church, we flip it back to the whatever station you like. But we're not preparing for waters. He said dig ditches. He didn't say just put in one prayer. If you, you take one shovel full, and that's all the water that can hold. See, these ministers will put in hours and hours or days worth of study for one sermon. They're digging ditches. And many times, sitting here on the front row, I, I grew up in church. And I figured if, if I need to preach under inspiration, I just start preaching it myself and I find inspiration. But I've sat here on the front row going, oh, that was a really good service, you know. 
but I can only get out of it what I put into it. If I would have put in the work that these ministers have put into their sermons, then just imagine what we could be receiving. If we think, oh, this is just such a great service, Brother John, those youth camps down there. Imagine if every single one of those children were putting in 8, 10, 12 hours, three days worth of, 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 of study before they came into that. What they could receive, the power that they could have. But Brother Branham said, the power is already in the church. He said, what you're lacking is the faith to operate it. So don't pray for power anymore, but you have to pray for faith to operate the power. Because Brother Branham said, if you have a shadow of God in you, even just a sliver of a shadow of God can move mountains, can create a world, and you can go live on it. So if we have that much power inside of us, Brother Brandon said that power is already inside of you. You just need the faith to operate it. So if that power is in us, then what is a toothache? What is a shelf in the bathroom? You see, if you've got your eyes on God, Brother Brandon said what it is, is it's a love affair. And you haven't fallen in love with Jesus Christ. Because if we're falling in love with Jesus Christ, then our eyes aren't on all of these other things. But we're focused on Christ and what his goal is. Not what our objectives are or our opinions are. Then we don't care what those other people are doing, but we're working together to strive for Christ. Brother Branham says in the ever-present water from the rock, he says, And when we get out of fellowship with one another in the church, out of fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it brings us to a dry place, a desert. Nothing is alive. Everything's got stickers on it, you see. And if you get a little piece of cactus, or it's got a sticker on it. He said, do you know what that is? He says, it's a precious little tender leaf that hasn't had no water. It's just wound itself up so tight that it's become a sticker. He says, and when you see somebody like that, maybe it's a precious soul that could have been watered right, would have been a tender little leaf or something. But instead of that, it's wound itself up into its sticker, and it's just punching at everything, you know, finding fault. The only thing it needs is water. That's all. It just needs a revival or a breaking up or a refreshing from the Lord. It'll unfold itself, he said. Just put a little water to it. I say we need to encourage each other with a little more water of the word. Instead of criticizing one another, because they're always punching at something or criticizing this or that, well, quit criticizing back or gossiping about them, but you need to just start sharing the water with them. They've just got themselves wound up a little bit tight, and they're poking and they're, they're punching at things. They just need a little more water. You know, the, the preachers can't do all the work, but we're a body. We're here to encourage. We're here to lift up each other. Not gossip about the person across the row. But we need to build each other up. Draw closer together as we see the day approaching. We should gather ourselves together even even the more. Don't quit doing Bible studies, Brother John. We We need more Bible studies. We need more people showing up to those Bible studies. Don't give up now. We've come too far to give up now. But this water we find back in Exodus, 
was the same water, the prophet said. The same water in that valley. And he said, start digging ditches. And you start digging a ditch in a desert place. You go down to, uh, to, to Arizona, and you just start digging a ditch. All the locals are going to come out and say, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. Well, I'm digging a ditch. I'm digging a pool. <laughs> I'm digging a pool. Well, where are you going to get the water from? I don't know. Lord said it wasn't going to rain, but I'm going to have some water. Amen. Sometimes it seems weird to the world what we're doing. Yeah. Somebody does something wrong to you, you just say, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to invite them over for dinner. Brother Branham said, if, if somebody does you wrong, because you see, if we have something against somebody else, it's preached a lot of times that we need to go to them and make it right. Brother Branham said, if you know somebody has something against you, you go to them and make it right. But I haven't done anything wrong, Brother Branham. doesn't matter. The prophet didn't say that. Only if you're wrong, you go to them. But if somebody has something against you, we're a body. We need to get that thing out of here. So if we're shoveling, and Brother Branham said if we hit a tin can or something, we hit a log or something, it's holding that water back. It's holding our blessing back. Then we need to get that thing out of here. We need to just keep on digging. It doesn't matter if, if the, 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 the rocky soil is hard. But we need to just keep on digging because we're digging ditches. Yes, it, wouldn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't do much good for only one person in the church to start doing the, the digging. But we need everybody in the church to do the digging. We all need to be studying, especially the young people. We need to be studying so we know what we're talking about. We need to know what this message says. We need to know what the Bible says. We need to know where in the Bible the message is saying we do those, those, we've been at your witness booths. Many people will come up and they'll just test you. See how well you know your Bible. You're a message youth, you ought to know it. You know, let's ask them some questions. And then, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. I don't know, the prophet said. Where? Mm, I don't know. Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved. But Ephesians is a perfect type of Joshua. And Joshua, way back then, was positionally placing the church, if we may, or the children of Israel in the land. That land was rightfully theirs. And then Brother Branham comes and says, gives us even a greater revelation and says, when those names were spoke across the mother's lips, they were positionally placed in the land of Israel. So when we were in the mind of God, we were, and, and our names were spoken, we were positionally placed in God. We're just waiting for the manifestation to come. And now it's showtime. It's now it's showtime. The time is now. We've all got a work to do. So let's get to work and let's do it. Brother Branham says in Why Little uh, Bethlehem, he says, even those mothers, when the baby was born, she uttered their voice, placed them positionally where they would be in the promised land hundreds of years later. Yeah. And Joshua, knowing that, 
yet by the same inspiration place them exactly where they needed to be. You are exactly where you need to be. You are in that seat right there tonight because God knew that you would be sitting there. And he positionally placed you in this church at this time for a specific reason. And then those 10 spies go over into Jericho. And they come back saying, oh, yeah, the, we've experienced the Lord at camp. And boy, he is good. Those grapes are so huge. And they just taste so delicious. But that's for somebody else in another time. But it was their promise. And Joshua and Caleb caught the revelation and said, no, 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 no. We have been positionally placed. Therefore, it is our right to enforce against the devil our healing. It is our right to enforce against the devil unity of the church. Whatever the case is. But this message is for you. It's not for somebody else at some other time. But this Holy Ghost is for you. That's a, devil, that's, that's a trick the devil will play on young people. Oh, this Holy Spirit's for them and them and then. And you can recognize the Holy Spirit getting in. Uh, wow, the Holy Spirit's really working in their life, but it's just not for me. Or I can't just, I, I just can't get that feeling. I, you know, there's no lightning bolt that comes down and hits me. and. But this message is for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. Life is hard sometimes. But we have a God. So we need to just keep digging. Even in the desert place, before the water comes, start digging your ditch. Start preparing for blessings. It doesn't matter what your situation looks like right now. It may seem impossible, but God loves impossible situations because then he can show off his attributes. If he didn't have impossible situations, then he couldn't show his supernaturality, however you would say that. Praise the Lord. But they were walking around for seven days in the desert, and they didn't realize that the desert place that they were in was the same exact place where the ever-present water from the rock flowed. But they had just gotten some things in the way. 1 Corinthians 10 and 1 says, Moreover, brethren, I would that you would not be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud of the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat. And verse 4 says, And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. And that's what I'm trying to get at tonight is don't fall away from Christ sitting in a message pew. But we need to stay with Christ. We need to stay with our brothers and our sisters, and we need to keep pressing this battle and moving together. Brother Ram says, if there ever was a time that the church who believes in righteousness and the power of God, if there ever was a time you ought to dig a ditch and get some uh, stone of a testimony in your hand, and mar it up, some of these old cormal, uh, cold and formal wells around here. It's time to do it now. It's time to start digging, church. It's not time to stop digging, but it's time to start digging. And let's just keep on digging. 
until we get every worldly thing out of our lives. We just need to keep on digging until every bad feeling is out of our hearts, until we can feel clean and pure inside, and we can let the Holy Ghost flow through us like a river. Verse 18, the prophet says, and this is a light thing for the Lord. We'll try to wrap it up here pretty quick. We don't want to keep you long. This is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites into your hand. They came to the prophet asking for water. And he says, you know what? The Lord says, I am God. Not only am I going to give them water, but I'm going to give them victory. We're not going to get through this age by the skin of our teeth, church. But we're going to get this through this age as a victorious bride of Jesus Christ. We're not just barely squeaking through. But the Lord's going to bring us through with victory and with shouting and with joy and with happiness. We're not going to squeak through on our depression, but we're going to have joy and happiness. And when the Moabites looked down in the morning and they saw the water, the same thing that gave the Israelites life, the Moabites saw as death. The same Holy Ghost that gives us life means death to all those devils. Because when the devil looks at, at the Holy Ghost, he already knows he's defeated. That's why he's fighting you so hard when you go to get it. He knows he's no match. Praise the Lord. But it's time we start digging ditches in the desert place. Not only am I going to give you water, if the musicians would like to come, but I'll give you water. I'll give you victory, not only over the battle, but when the Moabites come, you're going to drive them back into their country. And every good thing that they possess is going to be yours. Every good city, every good well, every good tree that you want to have, you can have it. And you're going to cut it down and you're going to use it for yourself. So you may only have one need tonight. Lord, just give me water. Lord, just give me the Holy Ghost. Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This water, this rock, follows the believer. The scripture says, signs and wonders follow. We're not seeking the, 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 the signs and wonders, but they follow. Because that ever-present water from the rock follows his believers. And wherever you go, whatever comes against you, that fire is inside of you. That Holy Spirit fire. Not just an anointing, but a filling. If you have just a shadow of God inside of you, you can speak a world and go live on it. Just a shadow of God. Brother Random said there's not big parts of God and small parts of God. 
But if you even have a shadow of God in you, then you have all the power of God inside of your being. We just need a little faith. So maybe that's your need tonight. Lord, just give me a little bit more faith. Maybe you're clinging on to some old memories or grudges on other people. You could be weighing down the church. And we just need to say, Lord, I'm all yours. Clean me out. I'm done holding on to all these things. Help me to be just a pure, clean, empty vessel that the Lord can fill. And use me however he decides to use me. Because I don't care about this coat anymore. I'm getting ready to put it on the, on the shelf, brother. And the real me is going to come out. Because I believe if you can get filled with that Holy Spirit, then the real self can start peering through. And the old man that you used to be will just start disappearing. Amen, we believe that tonight. So if you have a need, if you have a situation, if you have a shadow of God inside of you, then it can be taken care of. Brother Branham said, if, if you have need for sight, he said, wave your hand in front of your eyes and just see what God will do. He said, if you're crippled and you can't walk, stand up and see what the Lord will do. It's time that we just start taking a step of faith sometimes and just see what the Lord will do. Because the Lord is wanting to give us the Holy Spirit. He's wanting to give us healing. He's wanting to give us all of these things. But sometimes he's just waiting on us to take that step of faith and see what he will do. So I'd like, if anybody has a need, just raise your hand. And hold it in your heart and take it to the Lord and say, Lord, I've got a need. Maybe we could stand. And just say, Lord, I've got a need. Something that's been weighing on my heart. Maybe it's a small thing. Maybe it's a big thing. Our God is big enough tonight that he could take care of that situation. Doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small. God is God. And he could take care of it. Let's just pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you yet once more, Lord. And Lord, your word has been preached this evening, Lord, and maybe cut up and out of order, but Lord, we're just asking that you would just drop your Holy Spirit in now. Lord, we believe that if one verse is read and your spirit comes down, Lord, that we can receive whatever we have need of. Lord, we just ask that you would be amongst your people, Lord. There's no way that I could know the situations of these people or, or, or what's going on in the church or any of that, Lord, but we just ask that whatever the needs are amongst the people, Lord, that you would just come down and you would just give them a special touch from you tonight, Lord. Make yourself real to us tonight, Lord. Lord, that we wouldn't forget about you, Lord, that we wouldn't leave the water or the rock, Lord, but that we would stay with the water. Lord, that we might have life, that we might flourish that we might be prosperous, Lord. We know your coming is nigh, Lord. We want to make ourselves ready for that rapture. Yes, 
Lord, we believe it's coming soon. We don't want to put it off for some other day or, or, or oh, I've got, I've got time. But, Lord, we want to get ourselves ready right now. Lord, that we might live in such a way that if you come in the next five minutes, Lord, that we're ready. If we have anything in our hearts, Lord, that needs to be purged out or cleaned out, Lord God, we just ask that you would purge us, Lord. Just set us on fire for you, Lord Jesus, that you would just clean us out, Lord God. Whatever grudges we may have or, 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 or bitterness against other people, Lord, we just ask that you would just totally clean that out, Lord, that we might be able to fall in love with you, Lord, and it, all these other worldly things don't even matter to us anymore because our eyes are on you, our eyes are on the rapture, our eyes are on heaven, Lord Jesus. We just ask that you would be with each and every one. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus Christ.